Building WA, brought to you by HIA, the podcast bringing you all the latest news and insight into the residential building industry right here in Western Australia. Welcome back to Building WA, proudly brought to you by HIA. With plenty of consumers in the midst of planning their dream home, there's a product more people are choosing to include in their plans in order to provide both comfort and security. I'm talking about home automation. Today, we speak to James Balfour, Managing Director with Living Technology Australia, to find out more about the benefits, cost and ease of choice, providing further clarity for both builders and consumers. Before we get to James, there's lots of industry news to get through. And firstly, we'll commence with the specifications around the vaccination mandate for workers in the building and construction industry. The WA government has released details regarding the mandatory vaccination requirements that will apply to the building and construction industry. All building maintenance and construction workers are captured in the Group 2 mandatory vaccination category. Workers in this category will be required to have one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine by the 31st of December and a second dose by the 31st of January 2022 in order to continue to be permitted to attend a building site. HIA will continue to work closely with government to resolve the directions further. In the meantime, you can head to the HIA website for the COVID-19 vaccination and the workplace information sheet which provides a comprehensive guide in understanding your rights and obligations with regard to COVID-19 vaccinations. We'll be sure to keep you up to date with any developments as they come to light. Averna Homes have been crowned the winner of the 2021 HIA CSR Western Australian Home of the Year, announced at the recent awards event held at the Western. The home in Applecross first won Perth Home of the Year in October before going on to win the home judged best out of the entire WA region. More than 250 HIA members, including builders, designers, manufacturers and suppliers, came together to celebrate the outstanding projects showcased from all regions across WA in 2021. Other significant winners included Apartment of the Year, won by Dale Alcock Projects, WA Regional Home of the Year, won by Tallwood Constructions, Spec Home of the Year, won by Kaposi Building, Renovation Edition Project of the Year, won by Humphrey Homes, while Ultimo Constructions won WA HIA Professional Small Builder Renovator, with HIA Professional Medium Builder Renovator going to Inspired Homes and HIA Professional Major Builder awarded to Summit Homes Group. In what was a significant day for the association and its members, former HIA WA Executive Director John Daslick was awarded Life Membership, recognised for his outstanding service to HIA spanning more than 30 years. John was formally presented this prestigious honour by HIA National President Alwyn Even, and upon accepting the award, thanked both his family and former colleagues for supporting him during his extensive time with HIA. Once again, from all of us at HIA, a big congratulations to John. And detached building approvals are continuing to sustain healthy levels above those seen pre-COVID. The Australian Bureau of Statistics have released its monthly building approvals data for detached and multi-units covering all states and territories. This shows WA's detached approvals are still very much above pre-COVID levels and its apartment market has been strengthening too. 
Well, that's the latest residential building news here in WA. Well, as we mentioned, home automation is becoming ever so popular and here to discuss a little bit more for the benefit of both builders and consumers is James Balfour, Managing Director with Living Technology Australia. James, thank you so much for joining us here today. So let's start with with talking about the different kind of home automation systems and if we break down, how much do they cost? It's probably worth me just probably disclaiming that these are all around my own experience and, and knowledge to, to date. So there's probably far more experienced people out there in this field. But, you know, it's it's important to understand with home automation that there is varying degrees of automation out there and there's a, there's a lot that's been infiltrated into the market more recently that, that probably is more defined as like smart home products. So And a lot of these uh, are around assistant platforms like Google and, and Amazon and the like. So when you encompass all of these, there's products that could start as little as, you know, two to $300 for a, a globe and a little communications hub that you might buy from your local retailer and install yourself right through to, you know, fully home automated system that uses custom built programming. It's almost a bit more like a building management system that comes from a, you know, a tower in the city, but in a, in a residential platform. But what, what I see is important is really just understanding what the client's goals are, what the what the investment strategy is for the property and then you know you really work through what's the best tailored system for for that particular scenario. So what would you say is the benefit of having one integrated home automation system compared to multiple from different companies? Yeah so fundamentally automation it really does need to be convenient and provide as much value and what I mean by that is that if it's if it is easier for you to just go and turn a light off at a light switch or pull the blinds yourself then it's probably missed the mark. Now, there's obviously some you know, significant sustainability and environmental benefits that come from automation, and that that you know, that is, you know, the efficiency side of it from a you know going up and turning a light switch off is not the be all and end all. But yeah, if it if it it is easier to go and do those things, then most people probably won't see a, a great value in it. So. You know, the greatest priority and common requirement from our product, from our clients is that the product is on a single platform. So they don't want to have an app for lights and an app for blinds and an app for aircon and an app for, you know, your garage because there is a lot of product out there. It's more about keeping this on one platform so that when you open that app, you're able to do multiple tasks at once. And then that enables you to create scenes and schedules that may be that you know in the morning at 5am your ac turns on to keep your room warm and then from there you know transitions that room off goes down to your kitchen the lighting turns on in the kitchen or your blinds might rise so all of those actions are being taken care of by the automation platform and there's obviously the efficiencies and, and you know energy efficiencies that come from that and there's a lot of home assistant platforms like Google and the like that will enable the this to happen to a degree, but there is some unreliability around this and, and there is certain product that maybe doesn't integrate that well with that. So, so having this on one stable, single application is something that does come up quite a lot. So when you're in the process of actually designing a home and, and kind of all the elements you want to come together, how much value can a home automation system actually add to a new home? 
not being a valuer and being, you know, this being a very unqualified answer, I still say that it adds plenty you know, of value unquestionably. Home automation has really transitioned from the early adopters through to it being a requirement of a home for many. So the question's more around not so much, you know, will you have home automation? It's really around how much automation will you be putting in the home? Therefore, people will see having at least the provision for home automation as a must, like Aircon once, you know, is now and, and maybe wasn't back in the day. It's more so having, you know, automation as a differentiating factor as well, adding value for when you go to sell a home as being a big factor as well. So what's the difference between wired and wireless home automation? And how much money would you say wireless technology could actually save a consumer? Yeah, so the difference is fairly self-explanatory in that, you know, I guess you know, an easy way to explain it is it's like connecting your computer to internet via Ethernet or, you know, uh, directly into the wall or connecting over, over Wi-Fi. So, you know, one is connecting over the cable and one's, one's connecting over, over the wireless. So it is important to recognise that, that wireless doesn't necessarily mean Wi-Fi. So wireless for example with the iZone product is actually communicating over RF or radio frequency just as your vehicle's car remote does it's a 433 gigahertz communication and that's important because we do get a lot of questions that come up around what if the internet goes down will this stop my you know automation from working and it actually essentially has no bearing on your automation from the iZone product's perspective because it is communicating over RF and the only issue you will have is that if you don't have internet you can't communicate over your phone from outside the home because that does require the system to be communicating with the server. In terms of you know the cost savings you generate from this well it, it is significant because cabling is you know isn't actually it's not cheap particularly ethernet cabling and the labor involved purely in not only just running this but chasing it into walls and conduits and so on does add a significant cost. So directly that that cost saving is returned straight to straight to the investment yeah so what kind of impact will home automation have on the overall construction process and time frame yeah so again it's a bit dependent on the home automation system itself but speaking from the iZone experience it essentially has very little impact and that's mainly because it is a wireless product also because the way it's been designed by iZone is to ensure that the builder's trades don't have to do too much different. And an example of this is your electricians with the lighting. Uh, They still run power to each LED, three-pin plug base gets installed. Instead of installing a a standard LED, you're installing a, a, a smart light, which has all the communications within it. So that in itself really doesn't change anything from the builder's perspective, even running cable into a switch we tend to recommend that's still done even if it's not even being used because the, some of the smart switches are wireless in themselves and we also have relays that will utilize the existing infrastructure um, which also means it can be retrofitted but from a from a building perspective the trades really don't have to do much different if anything at all what would you say the level of integration is possible from a home automation system So again, it's dependent on the system that's being used. So for example, there's systems out there that will allow you to code, you know, anything to to control anything really in your home. And it just comes down to the product itself and how much, you know, open source there is to be able to be controlled by a third party platform. I mean, the iZone, you know, story really started 
uh, with air conditioning, then developed into to lighting, irrigation control, garage control, right through to now where the platform has you know garage, so it has garage irrigation, lighting, blinds, solar integration, energy management, air quality. <laughs> it goes on and on and on, and and that is you know that is key because. Again, having as many of these uh, elements on one platform is what's really critical for people. And then if we look at things post-build, what kind of level of service can customers expect in this space? Yeah, well, specifically with our company, so Living Technology, we're, we're the first and only port of call if there, if there is issues, whether it be from an um, understanding perspective or whether it's from a, a product issue perspective. So we diagnose and facilitate what needs to be done to rectify the issue. And sometimes that can be really just done over the phone. Other times it can be from us directly going out and then iZone are then there to actually go out with their technicians um, if need be. So really product side or the service side is, is all through, through ourselves. And Living Technology also provides that training to clients at the commissioning and handover stage. So we'll download the app on your phone, register the product for both warranty and for use. We're not sort of just handing over the product with a user manual and expecting you to know how to use it. Because again, for many people, this is is a new type of technology and it can be a bit scary. So it's important that people feel comfortable with that. But a significant selling point for us is that iZone has a, you know, number one, a market leading 10-year warranty, but also that they are based in Perth and R&D is based in Perth. So you have that direct line of, you know, of access to, to help. And, and it can also be from not only a support side for having an issue, but it can also be from an idea. You might have automations constantly coming up with ideas. It'd be great if it could do that. And, and quite often there is a way for that to be written. So it's nice having that. It's nice having that direct line of communication. The other factor is that it is a plug and play system. So as I was saying before, it, even if you, it's great having the service, but it can sometimes be inconvenient for people just having trades come out and try to fix things. So quite often if it's a plug and play situation and it can be rectified through something over the phone or it can be just um, a reset of sorts, then there's, there's benefits in that as well. James, with all things considered that you've already mentioned, from a builder's perspective, why should they include iZone for their customers? I think for builders and, and sort of talking to many over over a few years, there's there's two main parts to this, and and one is you know having minimal impact and changes on the way that their construction methods are or the way they tra- their trades work, and the second is obviously you know the value add to clients and therefore selling benefits compared with other builders offerings, uh, so that it can help you to differentiate yourself from one builder to the next. So for builders in the operations teams and construction managements, you know, we understand the fear is, is that of change. So the, the less of that change we can create or cause, the easier obviously we understand it's going to be for them to adopt new, new product. So there may be some minimal impacts or some minimal training that's required. However, you know, this is much of this or at least of this is really placed on the builder itself. The beauty of the electrical practices are that they are pretty much exactly the same as what you would be doing otherwise and, and a lot of this product gets installed into that existing infrastructure that they've already put in and therefore you know existing trades can still be used if that's the pref- preference of the builder. Automation, it's, you know, it's not becoming less popular, it's, it's becoming probably more demanded by clients as time goes on so people will eventually find out more will really find it more difficult to compare selling a home in the future if a home doesn't incorporate 
automation capabilities. It's far easier for a builder to take control of this from the outset than, than retrofitting this or having third-party trades come in and at the client's request. And we know that can be, with insurance, et cetera, that can be a real issue as well for, for builders. So that, that fear of unknown, if, if the, the builder initiates this and gets on the front foot and, and provides us a value add, can overcome that, that fear. The selling benefit you know, is obviously significant. The proposed offering has nice points of difference. It's um, products that are environmentally focused, which is becoming more and more topical with NCC and with you know global global uh, emissions targets. And this is a, a product that really does have a, a a smart energy use focus. And financially, the builder really essentially should benefit from adding that value to the client because by Adding it now saves the client from doing it in a retros- retrospective scenario, which can cost the client more. And the builder really should, I guess, as well, you know, profit to an extent for the commitment of, you know, trades or staff that, to, to get that put in as well. And financially, you know, the, the client does benefit from not having to deal with inefficiencies of adding automation to their home after handover, which is something I see every day at the moment. It, it really Although it is possible in pretty much every scenario, it does add a layer of inefficiency there that could save the builder and the client. We've talked about the benefits and and what's kind of involved, but James, can you tell us what is the road to getting home automation actually implemented? Yeah, I suppose that we, you know, we would work with the builder to establish the the offering that you know might be based on marketability, price, value, and importantly, you know, the ease and efficiency of implementation through their existing processes. You know, step two would then be, you know, Living Technology or iZone can, you know, then offer to meet with your clients in in your office or in our own to communicate, you know, what the product does and customise certain elements that are relevant to how they're going to use it and, you know, setting that up for that final commissioning as to, to best suit their needs. And again, this would all be in agreement with the builder, you know, there's certain levels of you know, customization that might be appropriate to <laughs> d- depending on the, you know, the, the builder itself um, and what their needs are. And then this could be easily established, you know, on a one-hour meeting and then followed up with, you know, email, telephone conversation. And then at least this can then be put into working drawings or electrical plans or, you know, making it easier for that, that overall build process and everyone's uh, across what's going on. Step three, you know, really we see this probably as a stage step as well. You know, A would be the installation being completed by either solely Living Technology iZone staff or it might be working with the builders, electricians and then us coming through sort of in step B through the commissioning phase. So, you know, there's always little mishaps that might happen that with pre-commissioning, et cetera, that need to be sorted on site. There might be slight changes, could be something that's happened to the build process that might have changed the way that it was originally designed. So having someone come in at the end to be able to make those changes and ensure that it's seamless at handover would be something that we would we would carry out, as well as taking the client, obviously, through and setting up all those schedules. And then finally registering the client for the usage on their Wi-Fi or, you know, 4G Wi-Fi platforms, registering their warranty and just giving them access to what the, what the actual product does, does offer. Thanks for joining us yet again on the Building WA podcast and a special thanks once again to James Balfour for joining us today to tell us a little bit more about home automation. If you're wanting to find more about iZone's latest products, just head to the link located in the episode description. 
While there's only a matter of weeks left until the Christmas break, there's still plenty of content to get through and we look forward to your company next time on Building WA.